Well, as expected, season two is dead on arrival. And of course, I'm talking about the follow-up to the masterpiece that was season one of The Promised Neverland. We're going to talk about it, unfortunately, this week on Men and Suds. <laughs> How are you, bud? Ah, uh, Chris. You know, we've been better here. Um, Boy, howdy. The, the hits is... keep on coming. However, Cody, we we knew ahead of time what we were getting into. Yeah, we we were warned, and you guys are right. And, uh... Oh, man, it just sucks that it's actually, like, as bad as, it, as we thought it was going to be. Um, fortunately, we did set the season two up by watching a bunch of shitty anime, you know. Uh, I'm glad we did. I'm definitely glad we did, because... I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with <clears throat> what am I trying to say here? I don't have a problem with the story they were rushing us through. What I have a problem with is it's there's what am I trying? I, I, what am I trying to say? Cause I haven't read the manga, but I know they just, they gloss over so much and things feel just so rushed. And the fact that they set up this amazing, intriguing, mysterious world in season one, and then it's like, oh shit, I guess we're canceled, so we need to go ahead and, um, well, just just finish. Yeah, right? just, just wrap it up, give you guys a three-minute PowerPoint at the very end, uh, explaining all the future arcs that we never got to. Or exactly. The past arcs that we skipped over. Like, there's just, it's just so rushed, and I, ah, it's just very unfortunate extremely unfortunate like it, it as expected like I, I i don't ever want to watch season two again and i'm probably just going to disavow any knowledge of season two of the show actually existing until maybe we inevitably get like the brotherhood helsing ultimate treatment you know what i mean yeah which i think this is definitely one of those ones that you know whatever please studios God, please <laughs> studios gonna look back and be like how did we fuck this up like yeah and I mean, it's like that's what it feels like. It feels like it was like a TV show that like had a really good first season, and then like for some reason in season two or like coming down the home stretch of season one, people just stopped watching, and they were like, "Oh well, I guess we got to go ahead and cancel it." So finish it up. You mean Chris? Very similar to Prison Break, the show that really inspired this anime. Uh. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think they really, uh, they really wanted to stick with their source material almost <laughs> a little too much. Yeah, uh, very unfortunate there. And of course, we're, we're getting a little too far ahead of ourselves. But guys, I am Cody Snodgrass, and I am Chris Adams, and welcome to Shonen and Suds. You know, the show that appears in th this time around that all we do is just bitch about bad anime. Yeah, but that's all right, Chris. You know, there's 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 brighter horizons ahead. You know, we're gonna yeah. eventually get there, but we gotta we finish our plate here, so we gotta deal with these shitty season twos, unfortunately. Uh, we do, and boy, if there if there was any um, you know, and I can't say 2021 has been the year of shitty season twos. It's been that way for us because some of these animes are a decade plus older. But um, where was I going with that? I also I do want to say also, you know, while we're we made the critical error of recording while there's a Nintendo Direct on, <laughs> so like, it, we may lose our train of thought. I just saw Chris Pratt and Mario. I don't know what's happening, but like, 
We we may lose <laughs> our train of thought or squeal like a child if we see something really, really great. They've already hit me with some bangers. Thank God I'm sitting down. So, yeah, I have no idea what. Luckily, we're watching this muted, so our audio is not picking up. But like, are we do? Is this like a Mario movie? Oh uh, yes, yeah. They they are redoing the the Mario Brothers movie. So I don't know if this is gonna oh. be like a CG thing, or like these are gonna be just the voice actors, or please be CG because that movie was horrendous. Um, oh, dude, it was so bad it was good. Yeah, it's like a cult classic for being bad. It's uh yes. Well, we got uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. There's no way they're not CG in this bad boy, I'm seeing, and, I, and I'm so okay with that. Man, seeing Toad, Seth Rogen, man, a lot of lot of big names on this, uh, but it is it is exciting. So uh, we'll just have to see what happens with that. But uh, indeed, but we digress. You know, anything to put off talking about season two. But Cody, we obviously we can't dive into that because you know we got some news to talk about, but we can't even get to the news without the bubbles. So Cody, I need to know, and so does everybody else. What's drinking? All right, Chris. Today I uh, I I, I haven't tried the Corona hard seltzers. Oh, so I went the to limonadas. the limonadas. I went to the liquor store. Well, I didn't know that existed until today. Um, mm. I was just planning on picking up like you know some some regular old TV static, but I did find the limonada <laughs> uh, party pack. So today I have the classic lemon lime. I guess like the OG flavor of these. Mm-hmm. How is it? Because I, I definitely want to try those. Uh, that's pretty refreshing. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. <laughs> Like, refreshing his family, or? <laughs> yeah, I gotta hold it by the top of the can. <laughs> like, by oh, the tab. <laughs> um, but no, it's pretty refreshing. I like it. Uh, nice citrusy. Mm. Doesn't really taste like there's any alcohol in it, which is always always the best part. What's the these... ABV on them? Are they, like, the 5% like the rest of them? Uh, it looks like 4.5, so. Oh, that's fine. You're, yeah. It's a little less, but you know what? They're probably super delicious, and... Yeah, these are good. Spot. Yeah. I'll be uh, next time I go to the store. I'll be picking myself up. So every time I've gone to the store, I haven't seen them. So I've been wanting to uh, get my get my little paws on those. Yeah, they're pretty good. You know, three carbs, hundred calories, three grams of sugar for oh, man. Uh, us trying to watch our our dad bods out here. But uh, right, that's enough about this Corona limonada, Chris. What are you having today or tonight? I should well, say. it's well, it's funny because I'm uh, I'm on the uh, lighter side of things too. Um, I definitely cracked it when I saw the Act Razor. Uh, <laughs> I squealed over the act razor reveal, but, um, <laughs> so I'm drinking another founder's beer. It's called their all day IPA, which is, um, there a few years back, Cody, it became really, really popular for breweries to create what are called session IPAs. Um, your typical IPA is going to be between like six or 7%. So, I mean, you, you can get pretty tanked pretty quickly. Well, what a session IPA is, is you're still, you're still getting all of that hot, bitterness or aromatic whatever the variety is but they've put it in like a um in like a lower abv version so these session ipas this one in particular is about four and a half percent so we're both on the 4.5 train today um but what it does is it, it's literally it's literally its namesake it want you want to be able to drink these all day without getting just shit housed um so, yeah, it's just a good, solid session IPA. And again, Founders is another top-shelf brewery, like I said last week when I talked about the uh, Centennial. But, you know, I need something that I can drink a lot of when we go ahead and dive right into the, just the, uh, I don't know, the 
just the the shake. I don't even, I don't know the right word, Cody, because like disappointment is there, but I also, you know, we were warned, right? But do we did we think it was going to be this bad? Uh, I actually thought it was going to be worse, um, but I think watching Eden of the East beforehand really really set us up here because um, I, I watched this no no issues like I didn't have to keep pausing the show and being like what the fuck am I watching I kind of waited until the end to to like reflect on it and go what the hell did I just watch <laughs> which which is a nice change of pace because Eden of the East was just like a snooze fest the whole way through um, but it is exactly. bad it is bad it's, the pacing is just so inconsistent well right and that that was the thing right like I haven't read the manga and, you know, and Cody, we were talking about this before we started recording. The manga is like actually pretty revered. It was like top selling the last couple years. Um, and just from, you know, anything I've watched about people reacting to season two, they're just like, they're, they're, they're hurt. Like they're just, again, disappointed doesn't even do it justice. I feel like people are hurt over this season because yeah. no, go ahead. Yeah, and like this is the last season. Like this is it. Like yeah, and I, I there's I, no redemption. I've heard a few different numbers, anywhere from like 130 to 150 chapters are just like just gone, rushed under the table, or like briefly, you know, you get a still shot image in the last, you know, couple well, they minutes loved of the, the show. slideshow in this season, didn't they? Yeah, they loved like the montage type slideshows in this. Didn't especially they? at the end, like when it, oh fuck, they're me, like, oh, dude. we gotta wrap this up like right now. Okay, uh. Open or the door. Laid off by the studio. Yeah, it's like, which I I can't I can't even understand why it seems why they rush this. Mm-hmm. Like you're a top five selling manga, top six the the last two three years. Like why? What? Like who's who's pulling the plug on this? Like this is and the the first season is obviously like beloved, like one of the greatest anime seasons, arguably ever. Um, Dude, it it's. Like I said, season one is my favorite season of anime of all time at this point. It's that good. Yeah, it really Even is. Even as a standalone, take the rest of, you know, Promise Neverland, take all of the rest of that out of the equation. Season one by itself is such a great self-contained story that if I never saw anything else, or if I never saw another anime again for the rest of my life, I could go back to this one and enjoy it thoroughly for the rest of my life. Yeah, I completely agree. Um but yeah, Chris. I guess yeah, we, we've 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 avoided it for you know the last ten minutes. Let's go ahead and uh, let's dive into yeah, fine, the season fine, fine. two. Um, it picks up kind of right where the anime left off. Um, we got the kids. You know, they're running from like this giant demon monster thing, which, which is a really cool way to open, right? Yeah, but... I thought I thought it was an awesome way to open. Yeah, I was like, okay, so this is, and because I remember saying Cody that I really liked at the end where we don't know what's on the other side of this wall. The kids don't either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I still, I still genuinely like the, the idea. Now it's just the idea of not knowing what happened after they escape, but this is a great way to start. So, and from what I understand, Cody, I, I was going to say that the last negative thing about this part before we, you know, cause there'll be plenty more <laughs> didn't from what I understand, didn't they skip some chapters between apparently the end of season one and season two apparently we we've missed an arc already yeah um, like how yeah I, d- I don't know what arc they could cram in there maybe it's like something you know with like the 
like with Mother Teresa or like you know maybe it's something like or mm-hmm. is there is her name Teresa? I don't even remember her name. Uh, Isabel. Isabel. Mother Isabel. Mother Teresa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Two it's different okay. mothers. <laughs> um, but may, yeah, maybe it was like Mother Isabella and like her repercussions for you know mm-hmm. having this big escape. Um, but you know the the anime at least does a decent job of kind of picking up right where we left off as far as I'm concerned as just an anime watcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, we see our, our heroes were running from a big monster. Um, eventually like we get away and then they kind of like rewind back to that part, which is, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little confusing at first, but you know, it's fine. Um, and then of course, well, and you get some really good moments with the kids. Like um, you, you see, um, oh, I'm going to forget. There's Emma refresh. There's, Emma and Emma and Ray. Ray, thank you, thank and you. you. I just got... And then you got Don and Gilda are the other like yep. older kids. Um, and you get to see like they're they're still using like their strategies they came up with mm-hmm. from playing tag and all that stuff. Um, but eventually, you know, they get away. Like things kind of settle down, and we break out the pin that was given to them by Norman, which was given to them by Sister uh, Crona. Lady Crone, Sister Crona, yeah, Crona, Crone, whatever her name is. Um. And it's got like this. I mean, this is like the greatest pin on earth, Chris. This thing has, you know, it's got maps. It's got secret coded messages that like it knows what you're gonna write it's before you write. Basically, it. a supercomputer pen. Like this isn't your standard ballpoint, you know. Uh, so what you're saying is we kind of have our our MacGuffin that's gonna get us through season two. Yeah, this is like you know how panties kind of carried Eden of the East. This pen is pretty much getting us through this show. Um, Absolutely, and Cody, my pants have been shat because I am all about some Bayonetta three. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that that's something I kind of figured was going to be here. Um, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Once again, guys, we are watching the Nintendo Direct, so uh, if we get it's distracted, more interesting than season two. So I promise you that. One hundred percent. Um. Yeah. So, right, like, so yeah, they, they they like they they like trap the demon like ray separates himself and they want to like uh they 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 want to go ahead and trap the demon and that's where you're saying they're using like all their tactics from uh from them um playing tag and such yeah and while this is all going on they're also getting hunted down by like uh like some smarter demons like one's got like a cool sword and he's got like his mm-hmm. like he's got like guard dog demons with him and they're like chasing after him as well so like they're getting attacked by wild demons and like these demons that are part of this whole like farm system um, mm-hmm. deal that's going on. Um, yeah, because there's definitely a hierarchy here that they don't really explain too terribly much to you, but whatever. Yeah, and pretty much Ray is kind of cornered by these by these demons and eventually gets saved by another demon um, who we come to find out later is Sonju, who's on like <laughs> I would say horseback, but it's like a demon, but he's basically like a horse. Um, yeah. Basically gets rescued, he like cuts the head off the giant demon and like gets him out of there. While that's happening, Emma and the others, um, they get saved by another demon named Mujika, uh, who's yeah. like this this hooded woman. And uh basically they get you know, they get saved. This is the first time something extremely convenient happens where they get saved by And boy, it is a trend, sir. Oh yeah, Chris. Um But yeah, basically, you know, Ray wakes up gets reunited with Emma, they're, like, in this, like, underground, like, tunnels that, uh, Sonju's, like, dug up himself, it's, like, tunnels that go under the forest, so, like, they're safe there, Mm -hmm. and, like, Ray catches on, like, he looks down at their feet, and he's, like, you guys are both demons, like, 
are you guys just trying to eat us? Like, what's going on here? Like, obviously, he's going to, you know, he's going to have a guard up against these people because, like, they just got to the other side of the wall. They've never been out in this, like, they're in yep. the wild west of demon land, pretty much. And, uh, mm-hmm. but these two seem to be, like, genuinely, like, decent people or decent demons, I should say. Like, they don't eat humans, which is kind of. Which is so fucking stupid. God damn it. I hate uh, Cody. I hate that so much. I don't need like why. I, I don't want not a big good f- guy demons. Like that's so like you're a demon. I think this early is is a mistake. I think it should have been like you know maybe later on we find a good guy demon. But like first demon out the gate outside of the one that's chasing us is like the fucking yeah, our like, best friends. They do just like. The, yeah. Well, because like so these guys like are cooking the meals. They're teaching them how to hunt. They're making bow and arrows. Teaching them like what plants you can eat, what plants you can't eat. There's like water plant. You know, just like they're like the exact. Oh, they just got here and now they're survival experts. Yeah, like <laughs> he's teaching them how to how teaching Emma how to hunt and like I don't know. It's just a. Uh, it seems just so like oh well, that's like everything you just needed right now. Like okay, you like yeah, you... and they just montaged it out for us. Yeah, and then we get like a little time skip of just which I think some of the time skips that they choose to do in this season are also very questionable. Um, mm-hmm. They very easily brush over, like like you said, they're basically survival experts when they get left out on their own or when they like head off on their own. Um, well, and I think this is the episode also, Cody, where we kind of understand we they, and I think this is the biggest crime for me, and this is what what we talk about here is the the biggest reason why once I found out season two sucked, why I desperately did not want to watch it. Because I believe there's the episode, Cody, where we actually learn what's actually happening in the world or you're worlds, talking, I should say. Yeah, you're talking about there's like a deal between the demons and the humans. Yeah. And like, like they have their own like halves of the world, essentially. Which I fucking hate. Because here's the thing, I'm okay with there being some kind of deal, but like the deal should be that you group of humans work for us and you won't be food. Like it needs to be like a, which is kind of what it is, but like, I don't like the fact that it's a whole separate realm. Like I really was hoping that the world had been taken over by demons. Hmm. Yeah, I I, Not, I can I can understand that. And like leave it at that. Like we 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 find out in season 1 that old oh shit, we're as people, we're food to these people. How they get here? Where would they come from? Did we lose a war? Are they alien? You know, whatever. You know, I I like that kind of story because it 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 creates I guess it creates more like dire straits. Which we find out, not to jump ahead, but just, you know, we find out later that there's just, like, a path to fucking New York. Whatever, dog. <laughs> go see the Statue of Liberty. You know, go eat a, go eat a fucking hot dog. Whatever. Yeah, quite which, literally a path to New York. <laughs> yeah, which is, like, to me, that's just so fucking stupid. Like, I don't want... It, it takes away any, like, care about what's happening in this world. Yeah, but I digress. I think I'm okay with the deal, and the deal we're talking about is basically like demons were killing humans, and then humans kind of got smarter, started killing demons. You know, it's like a, an ongoing thing, and eventually they made a deal mm-hmm. where they would come up with this farm system. Mm-hmm. You know, raise these kids up, 
do all the the tests and all that stuff to get their brain smart, and then you know that would please we'll like too, yeah. the higher up demons, and then the humans would have their own world, which is like sealed by this gate, um, where it's just like you know a regular human world. Unfortunately, there's like this dark side of the humans. Like there's humans up in the demon hierarchy that are like controlling like the whole farm system and all this stuff, and like. It's kind of a lot to take in. Um, it just sounds way worse than how I wanted it. Yeah, no, obviously these kids are off, over on like the side they don't want to be on. Oh, and they're trying to figure out a way to get to the human world just so they can live their, you know, their standard happy lives. Um, Cody, I'll be willing to bet they have the key to their success. I'm sorry, what, Chris, you cut out a little bit there. I said I'll, I'm willing to bet that they've got the key to their salvation close by. Oh, Chris, and they they have a magical pen supercomputer. <laughs> I mean, this thing is just, it's fantastic. It's the best. And uh, so, yeah, after our little montage, time skip, whatever you want to call it. Gonna uh, do a montage, montage. Basically, basically, Sonju and Mujika help them, like, get their own demon costumes and bow and arrows and just literally, like, everything you'd ever need. And uh, so they head, and they have their map of the area, and they head to where they think. Was uh, it? bo six twenty or something like that, something like that, where they think William Minerva will. Be. Yeah, there's like a number on the side of the pen. Yeah, William Minerva. Yeah, and the, then the person who like all the clues in the books from season one. Yeah, all the owl shit, all that stuff, and yeah. uh, Mujica gives Emma like an amulet to remember them by because they've kind of become like close little friends over this you know time skip here. Um, mm-hmm. and they head towards this like th- these coordinates, and there's. Literally zero demons out there, which is awfully not exciting. But they get to boy, the, man, they get to the, where the, the level of convenience in season <laughs> two is off the ch- charts. Oh yeah, they're like there's wastelands, but there shouldn't be any demons there. I'm like, what do demons not like wastelands? Like they just hang out in the forest mm-hmm. and like, okay, like <laughs> they, they, like very convenient. But they arrive at these coordinates, they see nothing, they pull out the fucking the best plot device of all, Minerva's pin. And That's they, what I'm saying, dude. Like, I mean, it has a cool name. A nervous pen's a cool name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I think it's neat. I I just wish it wasn't so convenient, like how they got here and there was no. It, it's literally what's moving the story forward. It's again, I, we're we're talking like Star Wars Episode Nine level of just fucking tomfoolery and yeah, like jackassery. Like we couldn't have had like a a mini boss like demon fight with our bow and arrows. They're like. Everybody comes together and beats a demon real quick. Like yeah, like give them like give them something to be proud of. Like let them put their skills to use. Yeah, like I think that would have been cool. Like maybe somebody gets injured and they gotta like you know carry them or like. But they like yeah. no one dies, but they just take out a, a minor demon and you know it kind of gives. Yeah, like a, a that's look. what really pisses me off, man. Like I was really hoping these kids. Like, and you hate to say it like that, right? But like again, it just goes back to the disappointment of what was beyond the wall and it just it doesn't let up like how are these children surviving right yeah i mean other than they just got a crash course in demon world survival (laughs) which they don't need because they can just run faster than quite literally ever these kids are literally usain bolt out here dude they're they're the fastest freak they're freaks they're the (laughs) fastest kids alive um they did not skip leg day at the fucking farm that's for sure that is right um but yeah so they um and I should mention also when they leave, Sonju seems to be like has like a, a an evil side. Uh, he he kind of mentions that like he does want to eat humans. Um, 
Yeah, but he has like this suppressed kind of. Yeah, which really doesn't matter in the long run because they never that never comes to fruition and the show just comes to an end. Um, yep, turns out. Uh, and I guess I'm just going to mention it now because I don't remember when it got mentioned, but Mujika's uh-huh. blood is basically like you don't need to eat humans anymore. Like you can just survive mm-hmm. and you won't degenerate. Um, obviously she has that in her <laughs> and Sonju has that in him. Um, and she's like this... Um, I don't even know what the word would be. Like she's the one that has this blood. Like she's like the... The only one that has that blood, and she can give it you to You mean her. the chosen one? Yeah, yeah. Very, you know, just the most convenient character of all time. Um, but And of all the people they could meet right outside the wall. <laughs> very, just so convenient. She cooked them dinner and everything. Like, God damn, what a, what, a, what a treat. Okay, so they get to these coordinates. They use the pin. Mm-hmm. They find, like, this underground entrance. And they enter the greatest hideout of all time, Chris. This, oh, this, dude. We got food, electricity, running water, surveillance cameras outside and inside. Like, literally... The fucking honeycomb hideout, baby. Yeah, like... <laughs> and they're talking about they want to, like... They want to leave this place eventually. I'm like, fuck that, man. This place is great. Yeah, uh, like, you're hidden pretty well. They'll never find you. Oh, they got a radio where they they can, uh... They can listen into the... The houses, when they, like, give their, you know, their radio broadcast saying, like, hey, we're sending this child or whatever, like, whatever farm, like, they can tune in on that, and they find out the frequency for that. Mm-hmm. Pretty much um, anything they want. Um, but then there's, like, some dark secrets, Chris. Um, like, some of the kids go off, and they see, like, these different passageways. There's, like, a piano that, like, you hit the last key on the piano, and, like, a hidden, there's a hidden chamber full of literally nothing. I love it. Um, which we'll talk about at the end. I got a, I got some notes on that. Um, there's also, like, some of the other kids, they find, like, this room, and there's, like, it almost looks like it's, like, written help on the wall. Like, it looks like a very, like, kind of dark, like, something mm-hmm. bad went down here. And we never, there, nothing ever happens with it. Like, it's just, like, a crazy, like, oh, what happened in that room? Like, it looks like they wrote with their own blood on the walls and, like, Oh, and just kind of shrug their shoulders. Yeah. Right, well, Guess well. what happened with that room? Literally nothing, because the show doesn't mention anything about it. Those kids just walk back, and they're like, okay, guys, well, let's just have dinner. Okay, go to bed. Yeah, we're good. Oh, <laughs> nothing in that room over there, soup. by the great. way. Um, and then, like, they find a, a telephone in a room, and when it rings, Emma answers, and it's Minerva on the other end of the line. Yep. And it's like this pre-recorded, you know, thing saying his real name is James Rattree, which... Mm-hmm. Gotta love how this character has two names for no fucking reason, but um, basically we get informed that he was like against the farm system, and he basically set up this perfect path for anybody who could escape, and like left leaving the clues in the books, which obviously these kids found. Um, and you know, it's just God, kinda... that is so fucking convenient. Oh yeah, no, don't worry, Chris. The convenience just keeps coming. Um. God, the fucking these kid were these kids born with a golden horseshoe up their ass because like <laughs> everything that that could possibly everything good that could possibly happen is happening. Oh, one hundred percent, yeah. Um, but yeah, and basically Emma once again she's like, hey, I want to go back and save all the other kids before we go to this new place. Um, mm-hmm. which seems very uh unfeasible. Um, but you know, don't worry that they, they'll have every bit of help they can get to get there. Um. But Cody, they made the promise. They made the promise to what was it, Gene? To Phil. 
Phil, thank you. I said oh, yeah. Gene. Phil, still Phil. the best, by, by far the best character. Uh, the only Damn con- right he is. Only consistent, just fucking absolute unit. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> Phil is all dong. That dude hangs dong <laughs> all season long. Uh, but yeah, so like the kids are getting used to their like life in this shelter, and like we get another little time skip, and then they get attacked by fucking like the like, I don't like the special forces. These guys are walking around with like. MP5s and just take take the uh, the shelter by storm uh, from all all entrances and everything. Oh my god! Um, fortunately for these kids, they managed to escape because they don't have guns they and they have shitty bow and arrows. But you know this yeah, this gonna be really great against like the demon elite. Yeah, and this team of trained like soldiers just get outsmarted by these kids who manage to escape every time, man. And. uh... And I think this is where we uh where where we realize that uh Isabella basically gets her re- kind of gets her redemption here. She's given the chance to redeem herself. Oh, is that is this here? I don't even remember. I think that I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the same. It's the same episode. I think that's episode four, episode four or five. Chris, my only note about Isabella is she shows up, she confronts yeah, dude, the absolute she, bad guy, and then she's good, and everybody yeah, forgets. Yeah, her. she literally gets a chance. Like this is her like chance at redemption, and then like we don't see her again until that moment you're talking about. Yeah, like the the demon or what are the, the grandma or whatever she's called. Like they make Isabella a grandmother, and like mm-hmm. they have this plan for her to get her kids back. Yada yada yada. It, it makes it seem like she's really evil, but she's like totally not anymore. But yeah, um, which, which I I wish they they wouldn't have shown her because like we. We saw her story. I don't need to see her story anymore. We yeah. we saw, we we literally saw everything she has to offer. Yeah, and it seems like like they're building it up, but like they're building it up so poorly, like to make her seem like a villain. I'm like, she's just gonna become a good guy. Like, I've seen enough television yeah. in my life to like read through like some bullshit and like mm-hmm. this season. But who knows? Maybe there was a lot more to it that they just didn't want to tell us. That's right. We'll never know. Um. Yeah. So the kids escape. Um. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um <clears throat> uh, let's see. What happens in the next episode, Chris? Oh, they this uh, is where they they find their new home, which is like this temple. Um, yeah. Which is like right Yeah, and it's like I mean there, there's there is there is like a demon town pretty close by to this settlement from what I understand or this from uh this uh this little temple that they found. Yeah. Yeah, and like so they like take refuge here. They're still doing their, like, daily hunting and, like, gathering stuff, obviously being very cautious of the demon town. Um, that is until they just start going into the demon town. Like, dressed as demons yeah. to, like, get supplies and shit. I don't know how they're doing this. I don't know how they're even gathering supplies. Like, I think they're getting information, sure, but, like, mm-hmm. how are you buying things when you reach out, like, a human hand and, like... <laughs> You don't have any that'll money. Be 20, that'll be twenty-seven Glipglorp or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you take Discover? Like, what? Right. Like, how are we paying for these? I... I've got a pocket full of Legos. What can you do for me? Oh yeah, Chris. Um, and they're oh. while while they're like going back and forth from the town, there's also like this old man demon, uh, who like visits the temple every now and again, and like he's mm-hmm. he's blind, um. But he knows that they're humans. Like I don't know, it's weird. But he's there. It's he... probably all the chatter of like, you see those humans? Oh my god, those humans! There's fucking humans here. <laughs> yeah, like, but he knows they're humans, and he doesn't like eat them. And he doesn't bother them. He just like comes to the temple every now and again, like 
craze or whatever the fuck he's doing. I don't know. Um, it's so convenient that they're running into all of these non-threatening demons, by the way. Oh. In a world that you are born to be fucking food in. <laughs> Chris, don't worry. They're going to run into two threatening demons on their next visit to town. But Chris, then they're saved by these fucking, like, superheroes in demon costumes. Oh, dude, the fucking Lambda kids. Oh, yeah, Chris. And who is leading them? None other than our boy. Cue the broken glass. <laughs> fucking Norman, Chris. Stone uh, Cold Steve Norman. <laughs> which, obviously, me personally, I'm glad to see him. Uh, I've learned that if you don't see a person's dead body, like, dying, and, like, them, like, in the ground buried, like, they're mm-hmm. probably still alive. Oh, and um, even then, even yeah. then, it's a, it's a toss-up. Yeah, and even then, if it's Fast and the Furious, they have to be dead th- three to four times uh, minimum. And, like, yeah. have, like two memory wipes. And, but uh, then Kurt Russell shows up, and then they're alive somehow. Yeah, But, yeah. no, and I'm okay with Norman being alive. Um, no, I am, too, because... Like, he saw... Yeah, because well, I, I like the thing that happened with him, where it's like he opens this door and just is shocked at what he sees. Um... I'm, I would have been okay with him dying there because I like the idea of him like, and the reason I like him dying in season one also is because like he opens this door and sees something and maybe it's one of those kind of revelations where it's like this is so much worse than I could have imagined it would be and he's just shocked by what he sees behind this door yeah. or you know or you know I, I, I like like that in my head that that was how I interpreted it when I saw it the first time in season one, I was like, Oh, this is just beyond horrific. Like these kids have no clue about how just sad of a state the world is in. And then Norman could actually be afraid that, Oh my God, like if they leave this place, they're so dead. Yeah. That my, kind of because thing. like Norman's like the brainiac, like the smart one yeah. never loses his composure. And like mm-hmm. seeing him shocked like that, you're like, what the hell? But yeah. now, but now he's back. Uh, he's got a new group of, of friends with him, and uh, that's right. Boy, how do you do? They quite literally brush over the fact that their friend is back up from the dead, as far as they know. And they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, Norman!" They cry for like a second. They're like, "All right." So let's, and then Norman's like, let's "Fucking I've take over the demon world!" <laughs> like, <laughs> Norman. Norman's been saving this plan like the whole fucking time, dog. He's just like, "Don't worry about it." Oh, and then... here's what we're gonna do: montage, montage. Yeah, and then uh, we get the uh, the bullshit special episode five point five, which kind of just tells you when the show was good, and then you get brought in right to when the show became shit. Oh, you gotta love it. Um, I didn't actually watch this, but I know that's what happens in it. Um, yep. And then we get to episode six, and this is where Norman basically kind of brings them up on the Lambda farm or Lambda, yep. whatever, which is like. Super interesting. It's like another testing site where, like, I guess, like, the super smart kids go to mm-hmm. to, like, I don't know what to do. Like, they're, they're just more evil people and demons trying to eat these kids. Um, and yeah, it just seems kind of redundant because the whole point of the farm is to cultivate the smartest kids, right? Like, yeah. that's literally why you have a farm system to cultivate the smartest brains at a younger age. And then this is like this even smarter, smarters. Um, but you know, whatever. Um, basically, the, Minerva had a a guy there. So named... Norman's basically that gold dusted cheeseburger that's like four hundred dollars at a New York restaurant. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's he is just a a genius. He's Kobe beef, is what he is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, basically, with the help of 
a supporter of Minerva named Smee, they destroyed mm-hmm. the facility um, by passing notes through a Rubik's Cube, uh, <laughs> mind you. But, you know, it, what, whatever, you know, Norman's a genius, so. I, these kids are all geniuses, so I can actually, like, I can allow that to happen, although I think this could have gotten a whole arc in its own, and it probably does in the manga. Right. Rather than just if like, he was a genius, I'd have been more suspicious that the Rubik's cube was not completed. <laughs> um, but yeah, they he basically explains to Emma and Ray that the reason the demons eat humans is so they don't degenerate. Um, mm-hmm. Which he, is fine. That's absolutely fine. That makes that's a great that's a great reason to have demons taking over the human world so they don't die. It is literally. No, yeah, well, I, it, I it, agree. It is a perfect plot. Uh, but of course, Norman, not only has he blown up this like super sophisticated demon slash human lambda, mm-hmm. uh, he's also, with the help of his colleagues, developed a drug that will cause demon degeneration, um, and he plans to use it against the town. Um, God, he's like a cartoon scientist. Emma, being Emma, she doesn't want to kill all the demons. Yep. She doesn't want to kill any, really, if she can, like, live in peace, which, like, sure, like, Emma just has to be, like, ultimate good guy Greg all the time. Yeah. Uh, fucking good guy Greg. <laughs> love it. Yeah, and, like, Norman's basically, like, not having it. Um, we get introduced yep. to Norman's, like, friend group, who is Cislo, Barbara, and Vincent, who, mm-hmm. like, Barbara, I think it's Barbara who's, like, the fucking psychopath chick, who, like, mm-hmm. suddenly changes her ways later on, which... Uh, we might get to that. I don't know if I even have time to even discuss that bullshit. <laughs> um, and Norman eventually, like, him and Emma sit down and they talk about Mujica, who he refers to as this evil-blooded girl. And, like, this is yep. this is actually where we get find out about, like, her blood and, like, how it, like, prevents the degeneration, which Norman's against, which I really don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. And his reasoning, I guess it kind of makes sense. He's basically like... Look, even if they were all given, like, this magic blood, or this evil blood, whatever he calls it, um, imagine if somebody told you, you know, you can't have your favorite food anymore. Which I think actually makes a decent amount of sense, right? That's fine. Like, like there's no way I'm I'm not going... I'm, I'm eating pizza, damn it. Because yeah, <laughs> like, eventually you're going to want pizza, and you're going to fucking get pizza. Mm-hmm. So, um, sure. But of course, like... You know, Emma wants to protect everyone, save everyone, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I guess Mujica had already tried to, like, heal and, like, save a bunch of demons 700 years mm-hmm. prior to this. Um, and I guess, like, the demon hierarchy took that out. Like, they're like, no, nah, fuck that. We're eating, mm-hmm. we're eating what we want to eat, you know. That's right. And, um... We got a pizza hut up the street. What are you talking about? Yeah. And it basically, it kind of helps the demon royalty, like, control pretty much all of the other, like, lesser demons by, like, supplying the meat and, like, you know, obviously they get all the good stuff. They get the, all the scraps from all the dumb kids, quite literally. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I guess Mujica was also, like, on record, she was killed. Um, But Norman now knows that she's alive, which he wants to kill her himself. Norman's kind of got, like, a little evil little evil side. Um, yeah, he's got a... I mean, I, I get it. He's got a vendetta. He's got a score to settle. Yeah, so he wants to kill them. Um, but Nor- or Emma's like, no, we can't do that. Like, they're our friends. They helped us 
quite literally survive. Um, and Norman's like, all right, fine. You got five days to bring them back. And uh, basically he's like, he's he's going through with his plan, but he's fooled Emma and Ray to go find Mujica and Sonju, bring them back to him. And while that's going on, he's going to release this drug on the demon town and still fuck up all the demons there. Um, so Emma and Ray, they basically they go back and they're like, hey, Guys, we gotta go find Sonju and Mujica. Um, we found. It's fine. Norm we got we got this far, you know, unimpeded. We'll well, we can go back. It's fine. Yeah, we found Norman. Um, they leave. <laughs> this is another weird part about the show. Is like all the like like twelve year olds or eleven year olds, however they. I can't remember how old these kids mm -hmm. are. But like Emma, Ray, Gilda, and Don all leave, and they just leave like a bunch of fucking eight year olds. <laughs> like, I, I <laughs> sure, dude. Like. Uh doesn't seem like the brightest idea. I feel like Don and Gilda could have definitely been on babysitting duty. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, whatever. They go and search for Sonju and Mujika. And then we kind of get the... Uh, like, <clears throat> we go back into the flashback of, like, Norman leaving uh, Gracefield House. And, like, mm -hmm. when he opens that door, what he sees on the other side, which he's so, so shocked to see just a human guy... This mm -hmm. being Peter Rotry, who is yep. the brother. Oh fuck! It. You mean you mean Pegasus? That is right, Yugi boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he is the brother of James Rotry. James Rotry being William Minerva. Um, mm -hmm. and he basically is the one who like he was like the head of the Lambda House or the Lambda experiments. Um, and we get to see some more of like, you know, just some more like. And like I guess like backstory of that whole all that whole facility and like it blowing up and all that stuff. Um and like we see the, the Rubik's Cube note passing, all that shit. Um this guy's obviously like our big bad quote unquote um for the for pretty much the entirety of the season. Although he doesn't do anything, but <laughs> I digress, Chris. Um and then present day, um Don Ray or Emma Ray, Don and Gilda are all Looking for Sonju and Mujika. They waste a bunch of time. They eventually find it. Um, after they find them, we flash back to the young kids, which I believe it's it's Tama and... I want to say Lamillion, but I know that's not the kid's name. <laughs> the blonde-haired kid and the blue-haired kid. like the, yep. the two like awesome kids of the group. Um, they are, like... I guess they're on, like, guard duty, and they see that this, like, bomb... Like, Norman's drug just went off in the Demon City. Shinjuku. Uh, of course. <clears throat> had to say it. It's too good not to. Um, but yeah, so Norman's released his drug a day early, and, like, the demons are all degenerating, going crazy. The whole town's on fire. Um, and Norman and, like, the other kids that he's with, like Barbara and Vincent and all of them, they all go into the into the city ready to just start fucking killing the remaining demons. And mm -hmm. uh, we he comes across this demon girl and old grandpa demon who visits the temple. And uh, he's about to kill... I can't remember if he's about to kill him or the girl. Um, but he, the grandpa... Uh, the called, girl. He calls out the name. And the demon girl's name, Chris, what could it be? Oh, uh, Martha? It's Emma. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's Dude. Emma. Which causes Norman to, like, hesitate and, like, think about what all he's doing. Like, just because... This was the dumbest fucking episode. Yeah. Um, he actually does stab through the grandpa's hand, but the grandpa has mm -hmm. Mujika's blood, so he gives that to the little girl, so, like, she doesn't degenerate, or 
whatever the hell. I don't know. Um, let me crack this. There we go. All right. Need a second one for this episode, Chris. Oh, man. So, like, Norman's, like, having this big mental battle. And then Emma and Ray show up. Like, Chris, they weren't gone for five minutes. Like, like they got, I, I feel like they must have just been there waiting for him. Like, it, yeah, it, it was so dumb. Like, they are, they're, they've been gone for four days looking for these guys, and they're just snapped back. Yeah. Not to mention how they found them was, like, the most convenient thing of all time. They're, like, looking. They get attacked by a demon. Emma's pendant from Mujica falls off. And Mujica and Sanju just happen to see the pendant and go, oh, there must be, you know, we know I gave that pendant to Emma. Like, they must be around here. And then they, like, come to oh, the, the rescue odds. once again. Like, right when Emma's about to get, just get chomped in half. And I was like, man, what if just Emma died right here? Like, that would just throw a wrench in this whole show and make it crazy. Mm-hmm. But no, you know, nothing's going to happen to anybody in this show. Um, but yeah, like, they just make it back to the city, like, in no time. Like, Emma rides on horseback with Sonju. Which, like, okay, if Emma and Sonju show up, sure. But, like, Ray is, like, a step behind him. I'm like, alright. He's the fastest kid al- He is the fastest kid alive. Whatever, yeah. And then Emma, of course, she gives him, like, the good guy Greg speech. Oh, Norman God. persists, and then, like, you know, and then he just gives in. Doesn't matter. No, like you know, Emma's Emma's gonna win the the conversation battle with them. Mm-hmm. Um. Meanwhile, Mujika and Soju are like giving out like the blood to all the demons that are going fucking crazy. Norman eventually is like, all right. He's like, I just wanted to grow up and be a kid, and he like cries. You know, whatever. Uh. And if it sounds like we're moving at a breakneck pace, that's just how this show goes, Chris. Yeah, because um, it, it's all about to come to a head here very shortly. Yeah, so um, all the Lambda kids and the Gracefield kids all meet up at the temple. They receive news via the radio broadcast that Phil and the others at Gracefield House are about to be shipped. Um, turns out this is a ploy by Peter Ratchery, and I, I figured this was part of Isabella's plan. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we'll tell them we're shipping the kids. We know there's a, like, they know that there was a radio at that base that Minerva had mm-hmm. um, that was missing. Um, so like it seems like okay, the well, we know the kids have this radio. The so bad guy, yeah, the bad guys are a step ahead. They know what's going on. Um, trying to remember what else happens here, Chris. Um, um, I I don't know. I don't know if much else happens because I think we go we we go into the hot air fucking we the whole fucking hot air balloon infiltration in the next episode. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else I'm missing. Um. Let's see. Yeah, so like Rotri's up to no good. He knows they have this um Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. That's right. Okay, so everybody goes back to the temple, including the grand mm-hmm. the grandpa demon and Emma. The demon Emma and real Emma, you know. Um mm-hmm. He reveal- Oh, is this where we get the super convenient story? Oh my god, that he reveals that like Mujica saved him 700 years earlier. Oh my god, how do we fucking forget that? Which yes, is cuz it's is so cool. stupid. Yeah, like Mujica saving him 700 years earlier, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Sure. But hold on. The fact that he came across a demon, Chris, that had an attachment for the supercomputer pin and he just happened to hold on to it after all these years and it like has like a, a blueprint of the headquarters of like all it's just called I they call it the headquarters um I don't know like the actual full name of it mm-hmm. but it's got a an antidote for the drug 
that was administered to all the Lambda kids because they're all, like, coughing up blood and shit, and, like, they're dying. Mm. So, like, they have, like, just... Same with Norman, by the way. Yeah, like, everything you could ever need in this pin attachment, which they hook up to their Minerva pin fucking supercomputer, and they're like, oh, that's the cure for our disease? Okay. Oh, that's the blueprint for headquarters where all the guards are, like, posted oh, at and that's everything? That's real fucking convenient, huh? And the, dude, and, like, the craziest part is, like, they haven't, like... It was just a, the biggest escape ever. And they mm-hmm. haven't changed a guard position or anything. Like, everything is just still the same. No problem yeah, there. They got, like, it's like a store. It's like a storage facility with, like, the cardboard cutout cop in the window. <laughs> That's a, literally what it feels like. Yeah, and so, like, Emma and Norman, they're all planning to go save Phil and all the other kids and all this stuff. And then, Chris, we get a little wrench in the plan. We see Vincent is uh, contacting somebody on the radio and wants to make a deal. And he's talking to Peter Ratchery, and it's like, oh, okay, so we got a we got a, a traitor in the group. Yeah. No, Chris. About damn time we're getting some action. Oh, too bad. Forty five seconds into the next episode, they just actually he's just fooling Peter Ratchery. Oh, uh, it was the it was the old it was the double double cross, Cody, the yeah. triple cross. <laughs> That's right. By God, no one saw it coming. <laughs> Which I I think is good for like leaving the cliffhanger for like the next week's episode. Um, but. I don't know. It would have been cool to have, like, Vincent be, like, evil for... I don't know why he would be, but... Well, well, it would have been nice to have us doubt him leading up to that, right? By something he says, something he does, but, like, no, it's just like, oh, hey, I'm doing this. Like, immediately hits you with, like, the psych. Yeah, like, I was, like, I was kind of intrigued at this point. I was like, well, this season's going to shit, but, like, this part's kind of interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. this could throw a wrench in the plans. Next episode starts? Just kidding. No, it won't. Um, yep. and like Peter Rotry just buys his plan. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you everything as long as you, uh, as long as you protect me or whatever the bullshit. And Peter Rotry's like, okay, well, <laughs> sure will Yugi boy. Yeah. And basically they plan to like to drop the drug with the demon degeneration shit from hot air balloons mm-hmm. and then come in on more hot air balloons. Like they just have a fucking, just a, so many where hot... did they get these? <laughs> Who knows, Cody? Oh, we get... where the fuck we... did they get these hot air balloons? Because I ain't seen name area one, <laughs> and I don't think the demons just fucking had them. Yeah, like they don't have the hot air balloon race that happens in St. Louis every year. Oh. Like, <laughs> like they don't you mean the annual <laughs> hot air balloon race. Yeah, like they don't have this, but like they just have just an abundant number of hot air balloons. Like, and like, <laughs> and they. <laughs> So uh, fucking stupid. They basically dude. like montage, time skip, PowerPoint presentation, them getting ready for this. But mm-hmm. essentially, they have the drugs and the balloons. They got the kids in the other balloons. And I, classic, for, classic misdirection. First of all, I don't know how. How are they flying these hot air balloons that don't have anybody on them? It's dude, just you didn't drugs. Know dr- you didn't know drugs could fly. <laughs> I didn't know drugs could fly hot air balloons. No, they fly you to the moon. <laughs> but yeah, so like. You see the balloons coming, like the demon guards know. Um, so they start like throwing like these spears and like all their weapons to pop these balloons. Balloons hit the ground. Turns out they're just decoys. Imagine that. They can fly themselves. Oh, no. And then like they don't shoot down the other balloons that like you could obviously clearly see. Like there's like a child's head sticking out <laughs> from it. Yeah, like now nah, that one. Don't worry about that one. <laughs> yeah, like, like why would you only sh- take down? The convenient balloons that don't have any kids on them, and like you just see the other balloons, and you're like, 
Yeah, that we, man, that's pretty lucky that, that we ran out of spears and we decided. <laughs> like the kids are like, man, that's pretty lucky they took out all the ones filled with drugs. And pretty lucky that the drug balloons just happened to fly right towards them and like, oh man, <laughs> boy, we really took a calculated <laughs> risk on this one, but boy, it really paid off in the end. <laughs> oh man, Chris, it's so bad. Um, but yeah, they. They get in there and they go into thanks to the supercomputer pen. There's like a blueprint with an entrance to the human world. Of course. So they go through that. Um, of course, like the demon guards that are there, like Ray just takes them out with a lead pipe to the forehead. Like, dude, and don't even get me started on this shit. Like, I, I I've already said how much I hate the concept of there being another world, and I hate that. The fucking pin is the key to this thing, Cody. Oh, Chris. why the fuck wouldn't it be? It's not even. We're not even there yet. But I'm just talking about how like Ray just suddenly can just take out a demon, like an armed, like like an elite guard. Yeah, yeah. like this is like the guard demon protecting like the humans from the the human world, and just lead pipe to the forehead. Thanks yeah, for coming. 14, 12 year old with a lead pipe, baby. That's a uh, that's the. Uh... Even there, they could have had like the fight where like. Okay, this is like a big challenge for them. Everybody works together, and they defeat yeah. this demon. Nope, lead pipe to the forehead. Yeah. Thanks for coming. That's a wrap. See you later. Oh, and then they like sneak one child into every farm, super conveniently. Who like like Phil sees um one of the other little kids. I can't remember J- her name. Jamina, Jamia, something like that. And like basically. They get all the kids to, like, you know, they send, like, one of their little kids. I don't know how they all got there. It was all just very, it, the most convenient thing of all time. Um, but they get, they infiltrate, tell all the other little kids. And then Emma, mm-hmm. after Ray knocks out the guy with the, the lead pipe, takes his headset and basically says, you guys ready to play the biggest game of tag ever? Oh all right. Because all the gates are going to open because we took the control room and... Just the most convenience. Just uh, it's just convenience after convenience at this point, Chris. That's they get so all the kids. Phil's reunited with Emma for two seconds of crying before they're all surrounded by the moms. That's right, fucking MP- guns out, yeah, moms M- out, guns out. MP5s in hands, right out of Modern Warfare, Chris. They are ready. That's right. To they take are ready these kids to... down. That's right. Fucking nuke kill streak coming in hot. <laughs> and then Peter Ratchery shows up, and he's giving his. Lame His bad guy speech. speech, yeah. No one cares about that. And then Isabella's like, actually, by God, we deactivated the chips you put in our hearts or whatever the hell they did. Sure, um, sure. Why not? At this point, whatever, dude. They've been hacked and nullified. I don't remember why, but that mm. doesn't exist anymore. So like, they can't kill the moms on on command. Turns the gun on him, and. uh and yeah, but he's like, oh, well, that's okay, because there's more demon reinforcements coming, and uh, you guys are still fucked. Well, Chris, turns out there's even more. The whole town. they, Chris, they got the town, all right? <laughs> they saved the town. The oh, town shows up with Mujica and Sonju, and, like, they got the whole town on the human side. Sure, whatever. Um, this is so fucking stupid. And then this is so stupid. Oh yeah, and Peter's crying. And then we get to the final episode, Chris. The final episode of this show. I, I, hey, we're in New York. Who knows how they're gonna wrap this up? But basically, Peter Ratchery, uh gives us some backstory that 
he killed his brother. Okay, he yeah. Had, we he wait had... till the last fucking episode of the show to get any details about the villain. Yeah, he killed his brother because his brother was like, he was like turning like to the. He thought obviously he thought this was like a fucked up thing happening, like raising kids mm-hmm. just to be eaten by demons, kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um. So we had him killed. Um. And. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, and then he kills himself. Um, yeah, sounds great. I can't remember if he says anything else, but he killed his brother and then he killed himself. And I really, that's all I really know. Yeah, yeah that's all that matters. Um, then Emma forgives Isabella and all the other moms and like invites them all. Everybody, big old happy family. You know, you guys have been raising kids to be eaten, but like you know, it's okay. We don't mind. You guys, you, you guys want to come to New York with us? <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, like, they just they just open up the door, and it's, I'm walking here. Yeah, they, like, take the elevator down. There's the big doorway. For some reason, the door unlocks with Minerva's pen. Uh, the kids mm-hmm. and the moms cross over, but, but, but Chris, Emma, Emma stays behind. Emma and Ray. Of course Ray, she does. That's she, a fucking, fucking good guy Greg. Good guy Greg Emma fucking comes. She's like, I can't, I can't come with you yet. And, like, her and Norman and Ray and... The Lambda kids and Sonju and Mujika are like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change this world. And yeah, uh, and uh, so she leaves and leaves Isabella and Vincent in charge. Um, uh, leaving the moms in charge that have been slaughtering children this whole time seems real loose, <laughs> extremely loose. Also, they like don't have the MP5s in their hands, so like, what if they get to the other side and there's just humans that are going to attack them. No, Chris. Yeah, like the fucking National Guard is just waiting. <laughs> yeah, like, nope, none of that, Chris. They're, they're getting, they're <laughs> going to school, they're getting on the school buses, everything. Oh, fuck, Lunchables. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. There's no apartment shortage in New York City. They get a nice spot. They all find jobs. Everybody's okay. Oh, of course. John's got a new iPhone, you know, he's... God, what fucking version of New York is this? <laughs> no, Nobody's selling them a mixtape on every corner? <laughs> Uh, and then Chris, and then we get a three-minute slideshow of all the arcs that got deleted from this anime. Oh my god, dude! This was the this was the the fucking the last straw, dude. There is a part where you see like a a, a demon, and you see like a dragon behind him. I was like, is that a fucking yeah, dragon? And I'm like, like, what is that? And then come to find out afterwards that that is part of like the story where like Emma meets God and they like change the rules of like human and demon society and like all kinds of crazy shit happened in this little 8 second scene that we get and then like like you just see all this in a little quick slideshow and then she comes back to New York City with all the all the homies everybody's okay and they all just hug Roll and cry. credits yeah that is that is the end of uh Promise Neverland season 2 and the end of this pro- of Promise Neverland, the anime. For now. Like, that's it. It's over. Yeah. And uh, now we're going to tear this thing apart, because I was, I was a little nice there, Chris, but... Uh... It sucked. It, it, was, it, it was everything that I absolutely feared it was going to be. Yeah, without spoilers, we were kind of warned ahead of time, hey, just forget about... You know, Muhammad said, don't watch season two. Um... Some of the other guys that had been messaging us that like listen to the cast, they were like, "Don't worry about don't season, season two. And we're like, "Well, we we're, we have to watch season. Like, we don't just like. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that was the case, we would have quit Seven Deadly Sins fucking three seasons oh, ago a- after season one, <laughs> yeah. and it would be much higher on our list. <laughs> yeah, like 
we don't just stop there. Um, but yeah, man, everything we were warned about came true. Um, in some ways, it was worse than we expected. Dude. In it, some ways, it was just disappointing because, like, there's a lot of really good ideas here, but then it's just, each one is just bookended by bullshit. Yeah, and, like, everything is just so convenient. Like, yeah. oh, Grandpa, nice demon, met a human, and he had the attachment to save the world Careful. and get you guys to New York City. All right, dude. Like, I feel like he met him, and he was trying to get some information. Fuck, I don't have anything to write with. Here, take my pen. <laughs> dude, it is, uh... Well, you are in luck. Yeah. No, man. like, I, I just... Like, the problem was, in this, in this, in season two, there were no stakes. The stakes were so low... Because there were, I never felt at any point that they were in any kind of trouble. Not like season one, where they're still trying to figure out this world, and you don't know who's who, or the people you've trusted your whole life are now like, you're basically the person pawning you off to be eaten. There's just, you know, like there were just some real stakes and some real tension in the first season. This is just like... They're just try I feel like they're just trying to get done with it. They're just trying to put this baby to bed. Yeah, it's like the moment there's any amount of danger, you're just like, oh, okay, well, something will happen, we'll just be safe. Yep. Oh, look, something happened, and they're safe. Like, oh, hey, look at that. Oh, here's Sonju. never worried one bit. Oh, here's Mujica. Oh, here's Norman back to life with a whole gang of demon slaughterers. Like, That's right. Yeah, super convenient, dude. Oh, here's Grandpa, a nice demon with a pen attachment that'll... I can cure all mm -hmm. your friends and give you a map of the hideout of the headquarters. It's like oh, and and don't forget about just the the platoon or the battalion of hot air balloons that they just happen to have. Oh man, and and how Mujica convinced all the demons in the town, hey, we're gonna help these humans. By the way, uh, I know they just literally tried to kill you um, in this episode. Yeah, uh, it, it was totally it was totally a mistake. But yeah, it's fine. He said he was sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. and that's good enough for me. Let's go help them. Uh, yeah. There is no demon hierarchy. We don't. We see like a, a still shot of them for like a brief second. No idea. Yeah. Uh, Which was all like again, like all these things that were like the questions that we were having after season one. They're just like, nope. How about fuck that? How about fuck all of that? All of these things that could have gotten a season of their own, where they could have like went in depth and like actually made the story like good and like. <laughs> Season two is the last Jedi of anime seasons. <laughs> Dude, it is very unfortunate. Um, it definitely makes me want to review the manga or watch or review, read well, the manga. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I'm actually glad you said that because I it I definitely want to read the manga. Um, again, I kind of and this is and this is me. This is 100% me. I and I've, I I beat this this horse to death that I liked having everything open for speculation. Um, so maybe I won't read the manga because I really like the world I created in my head for this show. And anything else I think is just going to be a disappointment. I think the, the tea up the, just that, that first season, like I said, is it's perfect. It is a perfect anime. Yeah. And if I could only if I could have one anime on a desert island for the rest of my life, season one of Promise Neverland is that anime. Yeah. Like it's the first season is just that good and it's just unfortunate to see this kind of like fall apart. Uh Oh man, it cr it didn't just fall apart, it crumbled. And we it just Yeah, like and we mentioned before the podcast like 
this could be this is definitely gonna be one of those shows that probably gets like the Brotherhood or the Helsing Ultimate treatment. I hope so. And like it it deserves it more than Helsing or Full Metal Alchemist original did. Like Yeah. Like one hundred at least that was still good. Yeah, that was still like a, a a, a decent, like, Full Metal Alchemist, the original, like, there's people that, like, love that over Brotherhood, and, like, yep, you know, they're wrong, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, and, you know, and look, I, yes, you're actually right. <laughs> uh, I think in my head, Cody, what's happening here is I see this, you know, I'm looking at Promised Neverland, and to me, it's like, you ever seen a child go up to the ice cream man, and they get their ice cream, the scoop in the cone? They turn around and the scoop just falls right onto the ground and they start crying. Is that how that's you... Promise Neverland? <laughs> Is that Chris watching this this season? <laughs> season yeah, season one was me getting the be- the 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 best flavor of ice cream on the best cone at the best price, and it's just a hot day and you're just you're ready for this ice cream. And then season two is it just taking a fucking dirt nap. It hurts, Chris. It feel, feels real yes. bad. Um, yes. But now, I don't know. I know we talked about how we're going to do our rankings on this. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and go over mine first. Uh, it definitely yeah, gets knocked down a few pegs. I'm going to put this as my new number six spot. Um, mm-hmm. So it was number two under Death Note. Now it's going under Cowboy Bebop, Castlevania, My Hero, and Helsing Ultimate. Mm-hmm. I'll still put it above Japan Sinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because that one got way too predictable. Um, yep. They're kind of both in like that kind of a messy issue. Um, nope. But, you know, just it, it's still better than like Dota and Seven Deadly yeah. Sins and Canon, but I mean, those shows suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it definitely just takes it down a peg in my book. I, you, you talked about how, I, how do you want to rank, how do you want to rank your See, this is tough, right? Because I think season one is just so perfect. But I have to, I have to be fair because I'm rating everything by the sum of its parts. Um, and you know, I I have Seven Deadly Sins a lot higher than it should be, just because season one is so good and season two is okay. But we got this steady decline. Um, it just sucks that season two of Promised Neverland is just so bad. It's like going from season one of um seven deadly sins to um eden of the east right there's just such a huge gap in quality mm-hmm. so and promise neverland right now has been my solid number one and i was so afraid of this day because i wanted to just be a bastard and be like nope i'm not gonna I, well, I'm, I'm gonna pretend season two doesn't exist but like Nope, I'm just going to be stubborn and I'm going to keep it at number one. But I can't do that, Cody, because I like to be fair and try to be as consistent as I can. So I'm probably going to have to bump this one all the way down. It's not all the way down, but I'm going to put it as my new number uh, four, which I believe should put it. uh, It should be now Castlevania, My Hero Academia, Japan Sinks, and then Promise Neverland. Okay. Just because I think season one. Season one by itself is better than everything else on my list. Yeah, I think that's fair. I might even put it above Japan. Like, honestly, put it above Japan Sinks. And then, yeah, so Castlevania, My Hero Academia. Um, Promise Neverland, then Japan Promise Sinks. Neverland, then Japan Sinks. Okay, that's that's kind of what I figured you yeah. meant when you said that. Yeah, okay. just because season one is just that much better than everything else on the list. Yeah, it's very... But I think 
Castlevania was just perfect pretty much all the way through. Um, My Hero Academia is X-Men for weebs, and it's it's more (laughs) consistently good than it is bad. But, man, season two, season two is so bad of Promise Neverland that it's just like I, I genuinely should rank it lower. But thankfully, season one is clawing, clawing and just, just <laughs> fucking just like arms around the tree trunk, just not moving while season two is just dead fucking weight. Yeah, maybe if we're still doing the podcast, you know, 10 years from now, Chris, we can. uh We can. uh see you know the promise neverland brotherhood ultimate you know come to come to fruition so. and then we can then we can really rank the original and just put it back put it down yeah just down at the bottom down with seven the, deadly sins the bottom because it kills me because i genuinely think season one is better than everything on my list i genuinely feel that i think the but... only thing i would disagree with is uh season one of death note um but that's you know that's sure, and that's fair and that's, that's my fair. bread definitely a, a... And I thought season one of Death Note was absolutely excellent. Um, like, I don't know. It's just, like, Promise Neverland was just so perfect. And season two just had to literally ruin it at every turn. And it sucks. Yeah, very unfortunate. But, Chris, that's enough of us talking about that. Let's just put that baby to bed for now. Um, if I absolutely. Do, if I do read the manga, I'll definitely bring it up on the podcast. And I'll obviously do. tell you about it, of course. But, Chris, we're... We're moving on to next week. Uh, we put up a movie poll this week on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and by no surprise at all, I don't think uh, your name did win. Uh, very close to Ocean Waves. Mm-hmm. Ocean Waves was only like one vote behind it. Um, oh, wow. That's good. Um, so we're going like, to. Either way, we weren't going to be disappointed. And I am very, very excited to watch uh, your name. Yeah. And even if like Armitage 3 or Lilycat 1, like we, we were nominating things we actually like want to watch. Um, yes. So we're going to be covering your name next week. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys want to follow along with us, you can watch Your Name. Um, I believe it's on. I think you'll have to rent it on Amazon. Yeah, like, yeah it's, like it's either four. Amazon or isn't it on? Is it on uh, HBO Max? I don't think it is. Don't, okay. I don't think it is. Um, <clears throat> but you know, four bucks on Amazon ain't that's yeah, it's that's a worth steal. every penny. From um, what I understand. Uh, this will definitely be a movie. I uh, I can almost guarantee you'll want to buy this uh, after you watch it, Chris. Oh, nice. Um. Just a just a fantastic movie, fantastic soundtrack. You know, whether you watch it subbed or dubbed, I I can't I can't suggest it enough. It's my favorite animated film of all time. One of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, I've I've heard it's a great movie. I've heard nothing but glaring, you know, just glowing reviews. Yeah, and so, so I'm excited. Uh, we gotta actually put some thought in here, Chris. I I guess we'll uh, we'll talk about our news because we kind of we skipped over it actually. We meant well, to... well the new well the news is relevant to our upcoming you know polls and kind of what we're doing so. Yeah, so um, so actually, we're gonna need a poll for the end of this episode. So yep. start start thinking of some shows you might want to watch. And uh, I'm all, I'm already ready. Okay. Well, first we'll talk about the news about this Cowboy Bebop uh, comic mm-hmm. book series that's coming out. It looks like it's gonna be, I think it's a four part comic book series. Yeah, like a prequel comic. Well, this this one isn't the prequel. This is like okay. It kind of it's like another uh, like side adventure, I guess. Is oh, interesting. Obviously, following like the crew of the Bebop. Um, so they're getting that. I believe this starts, I can't remember. There's something that comes out in November and then December. Mm-hmm. And then I think January is another thing. And I mm-hmm. believe the show comes out in October or late October, early November, something like that. Yeah. 
Obviously, the show's right around the corner. Yeah, obviously we'll be covering the live-action Netflix show. Um, but Absolutely. this is also like a cool little comic book thing that might be neat to like. I, I might want to own this if it if it actually comes out like, you know, yeah. here in the state side, um, mm-hmm. which I imagine it should. But it seems to be like another little adventure. Um, not only that, um, we're also getting. Let me just make sure I'm saying this right. Okay, in addition to the comic book series Titan. I guess Titan Comics is what they're called. Mm-hmm. Plans on publishing a Cowboy Bebop uh, prequel novel set before the TV series That's titled right. Cowboy Bebop, a syndicate story um, that takes... It, uh, supposedly, it's about, like, young um, Spike Spiegel. Spike and Vicious. Yeah, young Spike and Vicious, which is something that we've always kind of, like, wanted more of. Yes. I think it's my only gripe about the actual show. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of, like, you know the overarching stare story being kind of, kind of. I, I always wanted Bare more. Bones. I always wanted more story from it. Um, yeah. Same. And then there's also like a like a coffee table art book titled Cowboy Bebop making the Netflix series, which I guess just kind of goes through like the, the ups and downs of like you know remaking this entire like beloved anime series into a mm-hmm. Netflix show. So a lot of cool stuff it's... for Cowboy Bebop coming up. Oh. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of nice companion media for the show. So they are fully invested in this thing being a success. So Yeah, yeah it looks like the live-action show debuts November 19th on Netflix, and the oh, comic, book series, comic book series is scheduled to begin on December 8th with a four-issue collection already penciled in for May 2022. So there we go. Excellent. Love all of that. Um, and these comic book covers look fucking... Just oh, do they look so good, don't they? Yeah, like... Just awesome. Like, this first one with Spike and Faye on it, I believe that's mm-hmm. issue number one. Um, just looks incredible. Uh, yeah. Really the, look... the character designs for the live action look great. Like, I, fuck you if you don't like them, because you're wrong. 100%. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm looking forward. Like, if I can pick up all of this, I absolutely will. Um, yep. Yeah, that's that's all I got for news this week. Um, well, we did. Well, we did say. Well, I guess we can kind of segue back into our polls because the other piece of news we had is the the last episode of of season five of My Hero is this weekend, which means it should be dubbed like at the end of October. Yeah, I think it's October twenty fourth, so about a month from today. Gotcha. Um, so it kind of pushes things back a little bit, which is why we kind of need the impromptu poll just to kind of cover that gap. Yeah. So I imagine we'll probably do a show. Um, mm-hmm. So Chris, what what shows? Do you, any any shows you got in mind? I gotta, I'm gonna open some tabs here and find me something to nominate. But uh, please go ahead if you got any nominations you want to throw out there. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to go ahead and just try it again. I would like to see Dragon Quest: The Story of Die. Okay. I definitely want to watch that one. And then um, for another one, I want to nominate uh, Pacific Rim: The Black, or Pacific Rim Black. Pacific Rim Black. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you've seen Dragon Quest, right? Or I have no? not. I okay. actually, the reason I have not watched it is because I, I figure we'll cover it eventually. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, let me think about it. But I really, really want to watch it. And I've never actually seen, you'll hear the Discord message go off, but that's just me mm-hmm. making a note. Um, I've actually never seen the mm-hmm. Pacific Rim movies. I know I've mentioned this before. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. So for my picks, let me think. I'm definitely gonna go with Shaman King as the one I haven't seen. That's a oh, that's a good choice. The only issue is I don't want to not like. I feel like when I nominated your name, it was like an instant winner. Um, mm-hmm. 
I do want to cover Demon Slayer at some point. I don't know if I should mm-hmm. put that on this poll because I feel like that's a snap win. Yeah. Um, let me find some other shows here real quick. But yeah, definitely Shaman King will be one of my um, mm-hmm. one of my choices, one hundred percent. I still want to watch that new that new Sailor Moon stuff that's on Netflix too. I'll say, Chris, if you got any other suggestions for me, I, Sailor Moon, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna veto that for now. Uh, oh, <laughs> which will probably get a, a thousand dislikes. Uh, but, mm, that's all right. That's the the end of the podcast. Any other? Any um, other? I'm like, we've never met face to face before. I'm trying this to think. A... Um, wait a minute. There's Chris. that Doro Redoro that I've uh, always been that I've been nominated a few times as well. Wait, Chris. I might have just found out some very unfortunate information. Uh huh. Oh, oh what? no, Chris. What? <sighs> well, I just happened to just I I logged into Netflix while I was trying to like buy time there while you were talking. Oh no. And Is it, it, back? it it already started. Yeah. It's, it's, uh... <clears throat> Let me clear my throat of sadness. But as soon as I clicked into Netflix, Chris, it started playing Seven Deadly Sins. Oh. Uh... Oh no. The trailer. Oh no. For Dragon's Judgment Part 2. So scrap the poll. We know what's happening after your name. Yep. We're gonna. <sighs> Man. Not this way. <laughs> Didn't want it to happen this way. <laughs> I was going to Netflix to find a new show to nominate. You know, maybe. Maybe Kengen Ashura. Maybe Baki. Maybe. Maybe. Hell, even osmosis maybe maybe osmosis jones we'd cover that you know maybe oh, man. Just, just something other than this treasure planet would have been a good choice but it looks like part two of season five or whatever the hell this is the dragons the end of seven deadly sins is here um i guess well thank you yeah, sorry. Okay, so we're going to scrap that poll. I, I know I put the the notes in the Discord and everything, but looks like we're going to finish your name, or we're going to watch your name. We're going to have a great time with that, and then we're going to hate ourselves again as we dive back into Seven Deadly Sins. So, uh... Didn't realize we were going to end this one on a, uh... on a sad <laughs> note. That's right. We got your name coming up next week, Chris. It's going to be fantastic. Let me, uh... <laughs> I'm trying to see, like, did this just come out today? It had to have. It's released June 28th. Part 2. Coming to Netflix in September 2021. We definitely talked about this on a, on a previous episode. Released globally September 23rd. Chris, I don't know if oh, you checked no. the calendar lately, but unfortunately, that literally is today. <laughs> that would be today. Oh, boy. Yes. So it's our comeuppance for watching the Nintendo Direct during the first half of this podcast. Yeah, we got spoiled by all the games and all, all the collections right. and everything that we're excited to see. And then they season two to... <laughs> oh, man. And they said, hold on. That's they right. got us with their suit with the... Seven Deadly Sins got us with their supercomputer blueprint pin. They got us, Chris. They got us, unfortunately. So um, that changes things. Um so next week we're we're still going to be covering your name, no change there. Um, and then the following week we'll cover the final, I believe it's twelve episodes of Seven Deadly Sins, Dragon's Judgment Part Two. Um, 
So if you guys want to follow along, obviously your name, you're going to have to rent that on Amazon. Or, or if you probably own it. Yeah, just buy it because it's one of the greatest animated films of all time. And uh, Seven Deadly Sins, Dragon's Judgment. You, you got two weeks before we spoil and ruin the hell out of that for you guys, um, which mm-hmm. is obviously on Netflix. Uh, and I believe that movie is not too far behind. So Ugh. on the bright side, like we see the light at the end of the tunnel, we just got to. It's true. The tunnel's full of smog and broken down cars and dog <laughs> shit, but you know, it we we're almost out of it. We're almost out, Chris. And uh, yeah, that, that I think that's gonna do it for us this week. I, I tried to not end it on a somber note. Tried to have like a, a fun little poll. Yeah. And it looks like our our dreams have been killed, and crushed right right before our eyes, live on the podcast. Brutal. Uh, my apologies for anybody that had to hear that Seven Deadly Sins trailer start playing. Uh, oh. Very unfortunate, but uh, guys, if you want to follow along with us, uh, please do, and uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook, at Shonen and Suds, so you can vote for what we watch next. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our our poll has been canceled for now, uh, but we'll we'll keep those shows in our back pocket for now, and we'll suggest those at a later date. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Cody Snodgrass. And I'm Chris Adams, and as all, thanks for sticking around with us. Damn it, Chris. Why? Season. Another season of Seven Deadly Sins. Why? Why is hoping, it still there? I was hoping to get pushed back to 2022 or something. Or like to never? To never. To, to, to never land. Oh. Okay. Ugh, I'm, I'm going to click brutal. stop recording now because... <laughs>